from the twisted mind of author Eve S. Evans. Prepare yourself for a sleepless night after listening to sinister true tales of paranormal. A truly haunted podcast brings you a new chilling episode weekly. Available on all major podcasting networks. Forever Haunted Podcast. Coming at you straight from the supernatural vortex. Vortex. Discussing haunted locations, ghosts, poltergeists, cryptids, and all unexplained phenomena. Here's your hosts, Eve S. Evans, James Currow. Welcome to another episode of the Forever Haunted Podcast. I'm James Kiro. And I am Eva S. Evans. Welcome to our new segment of Ghost Stories. Sit back and relax and enjoy, because Ghost Stories are up next. When I was a teenager, I was a bit of an insomniac. I'd spend many a night under the covers with a flashlight, reading my favorite books or simply staring at the ceiling, willing myself back to sleep. One night, I was in bed, and I couldn't fall asleep, as usual. I watched the fan spin around and around for at least an hour, and I guess I dozed off eventually, because I woke up suddenly and looked toward my ceiling. There, I saw a woman in a long, puffy skirt with curly hair pulled back in a ponytail, She was clinging to the ceiling, flattened against it. When I opened my eyes, she smiled and began floating down towards me, closing the gap between us. At that point, I knew I had to be seeing things, so I quickly covered my head with my covers. I remember my heart was beating rapidly, and all I kept thinking was that this was starting up again. You see, in addition to my insomnia, I'd also previously experienced night terrors, which feel like powerful hallucinations at best, and at worst terrifyingly, real life. I stayed under my covers for a few minutes because I had felt a presence in the room still. When the feeling wouldn't go away, I prayed to God and my guardian angel for them to keep me safe from whatever was in my room. The feeling of the presence being in my room vanished after a minute, and I finally took off the covers. I looked around and nothing was there anymore. I breathed a sigh of relief and didn't close my eyes again until the sun began to rise. On Sunday night... Something else came into my room. I was playing on my phone with the lights off in my room, but the hallway light was still on. I thought if there was at least one light on, no spirit could show up. Logic of the young mind. Suddenly, I was asleep, as if in an instant. Yet, I don't remember being tired at all. When I woke up, I saw a man, and the same feeling of dread that the woman brought with her filled the pit of my stomach. He was dressed in a mechanic's suit on a ladder by the foot of my bed. 
His back was turned to me so I couldn't see his face. Instead of hiding under my covers like on Friday night, I kept my eyes glued on the man. I didn't blink once. What happened next is really weird. Snakes began to crawl over the man's shoulder and fall to my bed. As soon as they landed, though, they disappeared. I whimpered in fear, and the man turned slightly toward me, but I still couldn't see his face. I was petrified, knowing that I didn't want to see it, but not able to turn away all the same. Then he took one more step, and he disappeared into my ceiling. Just like that, he was gone. It was over, and I was left sweating in bed alone. I think, at the time, I was more scared of the fact a spirit could show up even when I left a light outside my room than I was with the man. I wouldn't think anything of seeing these things. I would actually just blame it on my imagination. However, I've noticed a pattern with seeing these spirits that strikes me as weird. I started to see things on and off when I was a little kid and then a teenager. Then the activity stopped completely for a few years. Then it started up again in the past year and a half. What happens is that I see things for a few weeks every other day, then the activity stops completely for a few months, then it starts up again. I don't know what it is that triggers these visions, but if I ever find out, I'll put a stop to it. Maybe then I'll never have to see that man's face. A few years back, my husband and I went on vacation for two weeks so that we could get a boat trip to see the Thousand Islands, Gananoque, and the sights of Kingston. We had heard it was beautiful, but even my expectations were blown away when we got there. Since we thought it would be nice to find a local bed and breakfast, we didn't make any accommodation plans until we arrived there. When we got there, my husband had changed his mind and decided he didn't really care to stay at a bed and breakfast, so we went looking for a hotel in the city. We heard from the locals that the Prince George Hotel was a nice place to stay, so we went and checked it out. As we walked into the hotel's lobby, we saw a lady dressed in an old Victorian outfit standing behind the desk. She was the only employee around, and I didn't see any other guests coming and going. I thought it was nice that she was dressed up to fit the style of the hotel, but admittedly, it also struck me as a little odd. She gave us a polite nod when we came in, but said nothing until we walked up to the counter and asked if it was possible for her to show us a room. She nodded again and took us up to the third floor of the hotel. On the way up, I didn't like how creaky and old the stairs were and the whole hotel just gave off a strange vibe that I couldn't really explain. I didn't feel very comfortable there, and judging by my husband's expression, he didn't either. As soon as she showed us a room, the woman turned and left so quickly. It was almost like she'd disappeared. I didn't even hear her walk down the stairs, despite how much they creaked on the way up. I joked with my husband that maybe she had floated down the stairs. He laughed, but still seemed a bit uneasy. We left pretty quickly after that. Something about the hotel just didn't feel right. When we got back down to the lobby, 
The woman in the Victorian outfit was behind the counter again, with this strange smile on her face. Something about her didn't seem real, and my husband agreed with me. It was all rather strange, and I didn't really know what to make of it at the time. I ended up taking a few pictures of the hotel, just so I could look back and remember the place. After looking around a bit more, we decided to stay at the Holiday Inn on the harbor, just down the street. It was a really beautiful place. While we were getting our stuff set up in our room, I noticed a travel magazine for Kingston sitting on the bed. Hoping it might give us some things to do, I opened it up. The first thing I noticed was the headline. The Haunted Prince George Hotel with a full write-up about the place and its history. I immediately showed it to my husband, telling him I knew there was something strange about that place. We were both glad we hadn't decided to stay there for the whole two weeks. The following day after our arrival, we made plans to go to Fort Henry by ourselves, instead of joining a tour group. My husband decided he wanted to go down into the ground where they kept the prisoners, which I thought was a little crazy. I was too scared. After that, we did a little more exploring, since it was a beautiful sunny day. We ended up on a hill and were looking out over a bluff when this sudden coldness came right over us, just like a gust of wind out of nowhere. It made all the hairs stand up on my arms and the back of my neck. My husband had the same reaction and this was just after he'd gone down into the barracks, or dungeons, so I thought maybe he'd disturb something down there. We left quickly after that, since we were a little freaked out, and Fort Henry is definitely a place known to be haunted. The good thing was that I took a lot of great pictures. The day after that, we went on a tour of the old city hall. There was a portrait of the first prime minister, Sir John A. MacDonald, hanging on the wall alongside the other prime ministers. It was a huge painting, and apparently it was to scale, as tall as the man himself. But something about the way the eyes seemed to follow you made me uneasy. Even the tour guide pointed out how his gaze seemed to be looking at you wherever you stood. I took a lot of pictures of him thinking it would be cool to blow them up. It was super interesting to learn about the history of the building, and the city hall was also rumored to be haunted. I guess a lot of hauntings are to be expected in a place called the Limestone City. I've heard people say that when there is a lot of limestone and water close by, you tend to get a lot of paranormal activity. Once our holiday was over, I couldn't wait to get home and develop all the pictures I'd taken. I was sure there would be some great ones. It took about a week to get all the photos developed, and I began to look through them as soon as I got them home. There wasn't a single picture that turned out. It was almost like the roll had been blank. Nothing on them. I was super disappointed, to say the least. But it was also really odd that not a single picture had turned out. I thought something might have happened to my camera, but when I took some other pictures at home, they all turned out okay. 
I still can't explain it. The end. Thank you for listening to Forever Haunted Podcast with Eve, James, and Ryan. And remember, if you have a ghost story you'd like featured on the show, contact us at foreverhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media so you don't miss a thing. Eves.EvansAuthor on Instagram and Facebook. Or Forever Haunted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 